<laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's all because of the faithfulness of God. It's, we started the ministry in 2003 after I got married in 2002. And it started with only me, my husband, and my little daughter who was two and a half month old. And it was in a place where we were taking a rent in a Hindu family's house. Uh, she accommodated us. In the beginning, she said, no, we can't give you a house because you people are Christian. And we said, okay, no problem. We left, she did a study on us, and she called us back again. She said, you can come and stay in our house. So we were basically coming to the house and one condition, you should close the windows when you pray. You should not pray with the doors and windows open and no sound. So we said, we will do that, no problem. We did, and um, one day one sister was crying, literally screaming and crying with pain. We opened our door and we could see a sister sitting right at the door. And she said, Pastor, please help me, please help me. We said, what happened? And she said, I went to the Hindu temple, you know, to sacrifice my hair because God, our God, her Hindu God, had been helping her to accomplish uh, the wedding for her daughter. And as a thanksgiving, she wants to give her hair as a sacrifice. And uh, the barber, while cutting her hair, had slit behind on her neck, and it was paining, and it's not healing. And she said, I'm a diabetic person. So, you know, she said, I've been crying in pain, in pain. I use medication. Nobody can help me. We said, don't worry. We applied the uh, coconut oil, and we prayed for her and asked the healing from Jesus. And within a few days, within two days, she came back with her whole family to our house. Our house is very small. She came with her whole family, and she said, Jesus, heal me, and I want you to pray for my family. Hallelujah. And, you know, so many miracles. After that, she decided to walk with God. She decided to attend meeting, and we had the children program. We did the VBS. We bring children in rickshaws, and we be able to teach them about Jesus. When you start the ministry, or when you start the work of God, you start it in a small way. With an obedience, I was born in Indonesia, as I told you, and I came to Mumbai, studied in Mumbai, and I came to U.S. for three years. I went back, I didn't know what I was gonna do. But because of me finding out what the will of God was, and Jesus said, follow me. Follow me was what I did, including following Jesus in the way that you decide for your weddings. You know, so I prayed and I asked God, I said, I got, God, I need a good life partner. And God blessed me with a good life partner. He's from India and he's a servant of God. He's like a Tarzan. He works in the jungle area, you know, in the East Godavari of South India. And so it's just amazing how we start the ministry. We work with the tribal people and also we work with the people in the plain areas you have seen. People are really hungry for God. You know, they're really hungry for God. And the verse that literally encourages me to go forward is that let's look it up in 1 John chapter 1, verse 6. Anybody want to read it? 
1 John chapter 1, verse 6. It says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But when you go down in 1 John chapter 2, whoever claims to live in him, live as Jesus did. Can you imagine that? Whoever claims, if you say you're a child of God, you need to live as Jesus lived. You need to walk as Jesus walked. And that's basically asking the will of God in your life, including choosing your life partner, including choosing the ministry where you're supposed to do ministry, including believing in your way of life, the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you dress, the way you speak to people, the way you love people, the way you forgive people. That is what Jesus is all about. And that's what the world wants. You know, the world don't want you to say something else in the church or something else in the community, but when you see yourself in the mall, when you see yourself in the family, you're the opposite. I was here in Elam. We enjoyed the worship during the chapel. But when we go back out in the classrooms or when we go back out in the dormitory, how is our life? How is our life? When we are alone in the room, how is our life? When we go for holidays, how is our life? Does our family see the change in us? Does our friends see the change in us? Because that's what, the world is totally lost. They don't know what they are doing. They are confused, they are restless, they are hungry, they are tired, they are frustrated. But you know what? Just as Enoch walked with God, just as Enoch walked with God 300 years, it wasn't easy. We walked with God for one day, we walked with God for three years. After Elim, what? After Elim, what? Do we forget God after Elim? Or do we go back with all the things that we fear our life in Elim, we go back and show it to the world outside? Show it to the world in our action. Just a few weeks back, I was in New York City. I passed through the Bowery Mission. I told my Elim friend, I said, you know, we used to come here, remember, soup kitchen, serving the hungry, the lost, the poor, serving them. And that's exactly what I learned, and I go back to India, and I did it. Serving the hungry people, the tribal people have no food. The poor people, forgotten by the government, forgotten by the society, no food to eat. And when I come to U.S., so much food to eat. So many varieties, you know. But do we go back and show? Do we go back and tell who Jesus is in our lives? Don't live a defeated Christian life. Don't compromise. Enoch walked with God. 300 years is not easy. 300 years is not easy. Another person who walked with God was Noah in Genesis. He walked with God. And I can imagine, can you imagine walking with God, talking to him early in the morning when you get up, what was the first thing in your mind? Are you thinking about your breakfast? You hungry? You run for your food? Or you read your newspaper, you search for your coffee? 
What is the first thing you do when you walk with God? Seek God while you can find him. That's what the Bible say. So you take your Bible, you read, thank you, Jesus, for this morning. Spend some few times, a few hours, a few minutes with him. Read his word and be the doer. Meditate on the word of God. That is what walking with God is all about. So we went to India. There was one pastor. We have so many youth who come in and attend a meeting. Walking with God with the youth in India is not easy. They have to literally forsake their culture, their belief system, their habits. It's not an easy choice. There's one girl, her name is Nandini. Nandini comes from a Hindu background, very strong Hindu background. She came and attended our youth meeting every Tuesday evening. Nandini came and said, she calls me Ammagaru, which is Amma, which is mommy, spiritual mommy. And she said, you know, I really want to take baptism. I want to follow Jesus. I want to be a child of God. But my parents don't let me. My parents don't let me. If I take baptism, if I say I'm a child of God, I can't find a life partner to marry. Because my family will totally kill me. What should I do? I said, give some time. Let's pray about it. So every day I would pray with Nandini. Every time I would remember her in my personal prayer. Pray with her, pray with her. And finally she came and she said, I want to take baptism. I said, what did your parents say? She said, I don't care what my parents say. I told my mommy, you can kill me if you want to, but I will not leave Jesus. A young girl, a single girl, unmarried girl, when you're not getting married in India, they think something is wrong with you. They think it's your problem. You've got a problem. But she said, Mommy, you can kill me, but I want Jesus. Walking with Jesus is basically give your all, abide, stay in God. Live in him, obedient to him no matter what. Because you know this world will pass away. It will go away one day. Whatever we earn, whatever we build, it's going to be burned up, it's going to go in water. When you die, you're not going to take anything. You're not going to take anything. Nandini said, Mommy, kill me. I don't mind. Her cousin sister, Sandhya, Sandhya said, kill me too, no problem. Sandhya was totally locked in one room for no food. Two days, three days without food. Because her mother said, you're going to church and you're going to become a child of God, of Jesus. Jesus is a low person. Jesus is a minority people's God. Jesus is the people that are considered untouchable. It's their God. Why you want to go there? We are high caste people. Sandhya said, no. Jesus, give me peace. Jesus is the only one who loves me. Jesus' family is the only one who loves me and embraces me and helps me. When I, when I have an exam, I can come to them and ask for prayer. And Jesus, help me in my exam, mommy. I will not leave Jesus. She was locked without food for three days. And you know what did she do? She prayed. She said, thank you, Jesus, for time of fasting. <laughs> yeah. How many of you fasted? How many of you fasted? 
Faster not because somebody give you food, but faster because you have food, but you keep it aside and you want to follow Jesus, seek him. That's what me and my husband do every Friday. We switch off the phone, we don't cook any food, we sit and seek God the whole day. Even if somebody die, we will not answer the phone because we finished, they are dead. What will we do when we go there? Let's go to Jesus. And that's why the word burnout is not there in me and my husband's life. There is no burnout in the ministry. You see so many activities, no burnout. Why? Fasting and prayer. Sandhya fasted and prayed. After the third day, her mother came and knocked at the door. She came and knocked at the door and you know what she said? Sandhya, you can go to church. And her sister said, I'm coming also to the church. This is not a story, this is real. I'm also coming to the church, Sandhya, I'm coming with you. Her mother said, oh my God, what will happen to daddy? What will daddy say? Forget about daddy, let's go to church. You know why her sister came to church? Nobody could help her. She was confused, she was frustrated, she was ill-treated by her husband because she has an abnormal little kid. Because they married her uncle and there is problem in the blood. And so the child cannot see, the child is like a vegetable. She brought the baby to the altar and placed her at the altar and said, Jesus, this is your child. You deal with her, you help me, God. Sandhya, because of fasting prayer, the mother came to church, the sister came to church, and then she brought her cousin again. That is what walking with Jesus is all about. That is what walking with Jesus. Jesus said, you go, if you abide in me, you walk with me, then you will bear fruit. 2003, we started with only three people. You can see how many people now. We have eight branches of churches and 700 believers, fully baptized, following Jesus, giving their life to God and be able to do spiritual warfare, fighting day and night in the presence of God in prayer. Every day we have people coming to church to pray, seeking God, walking with God, abiding in God, living with Jesus, and be an example and bear fruit. Can you imagine that? The world is lost. The world is confused. The world is hurting. Just when we went to Rochester in Monroe, there was a sister there. She was asking for money. She was shivering. I knew that she was on drugs. And so Linda Gamblin, myself, and sister, another sisters, we stood at the, at the road and we were praying for the sister. God have mercy on her. The world is hurting outside. When you finish with Elam, you go back. Live, abide, stay with God, walk with God, and bear fruit. By the grace of God, we were able to touch lives. Many people said, don't come because you are a Christian. Don't come. We said, okay, we'll pray for you. God bless you, and we leave them. But so many people facing so many spiritual attack from the enemy. Satan came in the form of cobra, wanted to attack one pastor, and the pastor started to get sick. Started, pastor called me and my husband, please pray for me. We prayed for the pastor, his name is Lazarus, which is Lazarus. And you know what happened? God delivered him. But when he was having a Thanksgiving in the church, suddenly one lady started to scream very badly. 
I tried to kill you. I tried to kill you. I came to your place. But I couldn't kill you. Satan started to manifest through one of the ladies who was a new believer. And she said, I wanted to kill you. I came, I came, I want to kill you, but I couldn't. Because your house, your church was surrounded with fire. And finally, I had to go back. That's what the devil say. Because of fasting and prayer. The pastor didn't, couldn't take any medication. It didn't heal her. But God healed him. Hallelujah. When you are in need, Jesus said, call unto me in times of trouble and I will answer you. In times, India is facing lots of persecution. We served God in South, in South India, Andhra Pradesh, and they're facing a lot of uh, persecutions. The churches of God, they put cow dung, buffalo dung on the altar. They killed the pastor, the mother, the wife, everybody cried. Help us, pastor. Help us, pastor, what to do. We said, let's pray. And God turned the enemy to be our friend. He came, he repented and asking forgiveness for what he did to the church. And then he said he wants prayer. So when you walk with God in your action, your words, people will be able to see Jesus in you. You are a living God. You are a living savior for who? For the world, if you have Jesus in your life. So please pray for our ministry. Walk with God, church. Don't forget. Don't forget. Abide. Stay in God. Spend time in fasting, prayer, reading the word of God. Practice it. That's what Jesus said. If you love me, you obey my commandment. You do it in action. Okay, so if you do that, God will be able to use you. So here behind, I have a brochure where you can uh, pick it up if you want to know more about our ministries in South India. Okay, we have a brochure here. Please take it. If anybody felt that God lead them to want to come to India, you have a home. We are one family. You have a home. We'll take care of you. We'll be able to help you serve Jesus in a better way. So you're welcome to come. The brochure is down in the aisle there. You're welcome to come. And there is a card here. If you want to know more information, you'll be able to write your email. Please write it in capital letters because I can't read. Okay, I can't read the handwriting. So please write in capital letters. I'll be able to understand and you will know more. So you tear one page and leave this page for you. Okay, give me the page that you wrote for your email in, and this is the one that you can keep. So please pray for us, Light of Life in India. The ministry name is, and it says, Win the Lost at Any Cost. We tell our church members, get ready to die for God. Die for God. Not to live, die for God. You have to overcome your temptations, overcome your weaknesses. Let Jesus be the Lord of your life. When Jesus gives you the life partner you need, he will make you happy. Honestly, he'll make you happy. There is no barrier. My husband is an Indian, and I'm an Indonesian, and we use the Bible as our textbook for the married life. Until today, we are still together because of Jesus. So when you do the will of God, you seek him. Jesus said, I will be with you till the end of the world. He is with us. He is in us if we obey and do his commandment. 
So don't forget what you learn here. Take in as much as you can. Don't be distracted with relationships. Because many relationships, they start here. When they go out, they break it. So don't do that. Focus on God. Focus on what the will of God is in your life. When you do the will of God, just as Jesus did the will of God because he walked with God, that's part of the reason he was able to overcome Satan with the word of God, overcome the desires to live to do the will of God. He said, he said God, not my will, but let your will be done in my life. And he was able to glorify God, even living in this wicked world. Just as I told you before, Noah walked with God at the time when the earth was full of wickedness. Full of wickedness. But he didn't compromise. He didn't compromise. He said, I want to walk with God. I want to do the will of God. And because he was committed to the will of God, he was able to save many people. His family first. Right? His family, he was able to save them. Then later on, he was able to save so many animals. That's why people started to study about animals today, right? Zoology. Okay, so you can be a blessing. You can be a blessing when you do the will of God. So please continue to dwell in the presence of God. Read your word. Read the Bible. Pray. Try fasting and prayer. Seeking the will of God. Walk with God every day of our lives till the end of our lives. Because this world is just going to disappear. But God is going to come back. Jesus will come back. And we're going to have the victory in the end. So please continue to pray for us, the ministry, and please continue to pray for our family. We love you all. You're like our family only, so please continue. Let's bow our head and pray. Jesus, thank you for this day. Yes, Lord, if we claim that we are yours, God, you want us to abide in you. You want us to walk with you, oh God. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be the light in the dark world outside. We thank you for Elim, oh God. We thank you, Lord, for all the teachers. We thank you, Lord, for all the people who help in Elim, Jesus, the chance to invite international students and to be able to teach them. So many teachers invest their life. Bless them, Father. I pray, Lord, to help the students, God, to know your will in their lives, to be able to go out and be the, oh God, Jesus, the light that you want them to be, be the living testimony that you want them to be. Reveal to them your plan and purpose in their life, oh God. Protect them from the hands of the enemy, oh God. Don't let them walk according to the flesh, but walk according to the spirit, oh God. Oh, help them to be an overcomer, Father. You said, God, that with you we can do all all things, Jesus. So I pray to my bless everyone here sitting in this tabernacle, God. Continue to fill this place with your Holy Spirit, God. Let the fear of God rule in this place, God. Let there be growth in the name of Jesus. I pray to my bring in many more students who would want to come and learn of you, God, sitting at your feet and be able to go out and be a blessing, God. That's your will, Father. You said go into all the world, preach the good news, oh God, baptizing them, oh God. God, in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Oh, God, I pray that you may use every student here, God, that they will go out, oh, God, to be a blessing to the society, family, community outside Jesus, that they'll find a meaning in their life, oh, God, that your will be done in their life to glorify your Father. Fill them, Lord, each one of them with your Holy Spirit. Bless them and use them, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.